she's like, "Hi, right, papi, I love you." Da da da. Wait, hold on. You okay? Mm. And I'm like, "Yeah." I just called to tell you that I love you. And whenever you call me, I'm here for you. Mm. And she broke down. And she was like, yo, I'm sorry for the things I did. And da, da, da. And I'm on this call like, oh, is this a breakthrough? That's what Landmark is about. Mm. Having a breakthrough. This life struggle thing. Is this a breakthrough that I'm having right now? Is this it? Welcome back to another episode of the Wordplay Podcast. He <laughs> <laughs> gonna break my head. Okay, that was amazing. You already know. Yeah, Take it over the show. This is my shit. This is my shit. Fuck who you had here. This is my show. Oh. oh. <laughs> Oh my no, no, god! No, no, no! I'm, I'm, I'm super hype. I'm super hype to be oh here. Oh my god! And, and the fact that you named it the living room thing, the, <laughs> the living room <laughs> thing. Leave in the living room. Right. In the living room. Right. My thing is, the real conversation is gonna be when I see an episode with you and Noah, because mm. that's where the brothers was really inside. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Noah, you're going to be in the, you've been in the room with him your whole life. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure y'all argued all mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. What the, you ate all the cereal? Like, all of that. Stop. <laughs> I so, mean, look. So that's the, that's the episode I'm waiting for. So if you didn't have it in mind, it's happening. Um... This is In The Living Room Podcast, hosted by Swellicus, <laughs> where we laugh, where we learn, laugh, and heal. I want you to know right now, um, that is the introduction, you know, because there's so much things we could exercise here. I want to first say, thank you for having me on your podcast, big bro. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know what I would be without you, boy. Now, I know I say that jokingly, but let me, let me put you down memory lane. How we met. Um, how we met. Uh, don't worry about what I'm doing. Just pay attention to me. All right. So I'm 18 years old. <laughs> I'm 18 years old. And this is the first time I get hired uh, work wireless. I'm 18 years old. At this time, the iPhone 3G just launched. So working for AT&T was a blessing. Made a bunch of money when I was 18 years old. But here's what happens when I'm 18 years old. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hear me. I get transferred from one store to the next, and I'm the new guy in the store. In my mind, I'm instantly going, I don't know who's in here, but I'm here to eat. One person walks in the store. I thought it was a customer. It was the winter. It was very cold. Very, very cold. Dude walks in. Headphones on blast. He had a leather on. Under it, tank top, nipples pierced. I'm like... Yo, I'm like, yo, this customer bugging out, walking in here mad crazy. He walks right to the back. I'm like, oh, he works here. His name is at the top of the list in the store. So he's the number one rep at the time. And now I'm just now I'm just watching. If I'm exaggerating on the story, guys, strike me right now. I go on my lunch break. I go on my lunch break. And this Swell, calm down, it's my first day. Ooh. Swell goes to the back and it's like... Yeah, I need an iPhone. 
the manager is about 6'1", 6'2", his name is Diego. Shout out to Diego. Hope everything's good with you and your family. Diego's kind of tall. We're like 5'10". Yeah. He's like, let me get an iPhone. Diego says, well, where's your accessories? They want to make sure that we're doing things before we get a phone. Swell goes, nah. <laughs> He's like, you know what, Swell, I'm going to get the phone. He grabs the phone and hands him the phone. Swell grabs the phone with his left hand and kicks over him. <laughs> leg over his head with the other leg and holds it and goes, nah, and walks out the room. I'm on lunch. And that awkward silence hit. And I'm like, does he always do that? <laughs> he does. He goes, no, yeah, that dude is crazy. So instantly, instantly I go, that's my man. I got to make him my friend. If the dude's 220, he could kick over dude 6'1", he's my boy. <laughs> After that, I see him on a, I see him kind of do a dance move. On the sales floor. And I'm like, oh, and this big motherfucker could dance. He was locking, like, real quick. He did it quick, subtle. You know, I caught it. I'm like, oh, shit. He could dance. And I'm going to give you that story right now after that. But I want to say, we then, moments later, Swell doesn't really open up to a lot of people. We clicked instantaneously. An instant brother. Instant brother. And here's what I want to take the moment to say. Swell drove me home one day. And I was 18, maybe 19 years old, bro. And I don't know if I've ever said this to you. Sometimes you think about why you meet people at the time you meet them, et cetera. And God knows all I wanted to do was get around people who travel the world, who saw a million dollars, who are these people, what they look like, to then meet you and sit in a car with you for three hours. Got signed at 15 years old to a label at the Arsons from Brooklyn. Got signed for a million dollars. Danced better than everybody I know and their mother and can beat you up. Stupid. With no problem. My son is dead nice. I've never had someone pour into me at that age the way you did. It's the first of many big brother figures that I've never had. Right. And the way you trusted me in that car to give me your life. Because I, I told you things I never told anybody before. Instant brother. Right. And I love this man forever. For life. That's for real. Swellicus, the arsonist, Lopez. Bro, how you feeling, baby? How you feeling? So I didn't get signed when I was 15. I put out my first record when I was 15, but we weren't signed. We did it independently. Mm -hmm. um, so what happened was uh, Bobito from Stretch and Bob. Don't tell people, no, okay, Bobito from Stretch and Bob. He's name dropping right now. My friends are mad cool. Go ahead. He put out my first record, mm. right? So I'm 15 at that time. So just imagine I'm still in high school. And back then, it wasn't digital. It was literal. Like, you know, you right. had to have something to sell. Mm. And I was so hyped being in high school, walking around with my record. I used to walk to school with my record. Like, yeah, y'all rap, cool. Check this out. Mm. Play my record. Mm. You know what I'm saying? My record was being played on Hot 97. It was, I was in magazines. And people would think I was famous and I really wasn't it was just like starting to bubble up and um by the time I was like 19 we had enough buzz to get signed through a label and that's how it happened we had put out three records we put out three records before we even got signed before anybody even looked at us three records bro people put out like a million and records we, we was doing tours off of one record our, our first record we was already doing Europe tours Wait, it what? was unheard of 
People were never doing that. Wait, how do you do that? Let's talk about that. We our buzz was so crazy. All right, so um what we would do is go to open mics in Manhattan. Mm. And then we would look at every open mic that was going on. And instead of going to do an open mic set, we would do a show. And people didn't know that we were going to go do a show. It was just an open mic. Mm. And we was actually doing like a full set. And then people started hearing about that mm. and saying, yo, come do it in Brooklyn. Come do it in the Bronx. Come do it. That's all we was hitting up. All the open mics. Then we started going to Jersey. Then we started going to Connecticut. It started getting bigger and bigger in our name. We didn't have no records out, but we was doing shows like if we had a whole album. Mm. And Bobito was like, yo, come on the radio show. And when we went on the radio show, people would just usually rap. And we just did a show on the radio show. Like we rehearsed for it. Mm. In Destroy's crib, we rehearsed. And for the record, the Arsenal's a group. Y'all were like, how big? We got six there artists? Was 13 13 of, there was 13 of, of us. y'all. And then by the time we got signed, there was only five of us. Jeez. So we, when this time comes and y'all perform at these open mics, we it's was, 13 of y'all? Yeah, we was like the next Wu-Tang. Jeez, bro. I didn't know it was that many. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was 13. And then by the time we got five signed, we was five. It was five of us. So look, guys. Today you're gonna get a jam-packed episode of just stories upon yeah. stories upon story. Like this is gonna be the laugh like episode. We're gonna get to the deep part too, but this is like the man has so much experience. He's gone through so much. By the way, if it's a person who wants to give me a headache about education of music, it's the guy I'm talking to. Cause he's really yeah. from it, right? Like I come from like, yo, this guy's dope. No, he's not. Cause he's not doing this, 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 that, and the third. And it's like, well, I'm sorry, yeah, Dad. Yeah, you know, you know, it bothered me when people claimed that they was, you know, in the music industry and they really weren't. Yo, let them know they're not in the them, music industry. Never, never seen them on doing any tours, shows, even releasing any records. And I'm like, just because you're a rapper doesn't mean you're an artist. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I've seen a lot of people mix those two things. Mm. When you're an artist, you're actually putting out records, mm. your, your distribution, your, your. Uh, booking tours and mm. you're not just rapping. You know what I'm saying? The, you can't mix those two. I know now it's different where you can record a song and put it on YouTube the next day, but that's not really an artist. You know what I'm saying? Mm. An artist is really putting yourself out there and making the bubble get bigger and bigger and bigger. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that's interesting. You know, I have a very similar thought process when it comes to that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you can have a, a skill set, but if you not have you don't have the intentions right. to throw out your art, let it be criticized, fix right. the art, fine tune the art, then right. how do I know you an There's artist? There's a lot of people doing music for their friends, and that's great. And you mm. know, if you have a passion for that, but you can't call yourself an artist doing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for so sure. you gotta like distribute your music out, find distribution, get somebody work on a deal on that, and get it to the masses, like. Once you're out there, and, and there's people who do it independently, too. You can do that independently, but that's when you become an artist. Mm. When you're in these magazines, and you're, no one knows who the hell is this. We was in every Source magazine mm. for, like, a year. What? You know what I'm saying? The source every year. You almost year. made it to the cover. On, there's a, like, towards the end, there was a Jay-Z cover, and our name finally got to the cover of the Source. And we was like... Right there, yo. Mm, we right we're there. Hove on there. So it's the same. To give people context, it's the same. So what year was this? So people can understand. And we're speaking on time um, here. I think we got signed in in ninety nine. Mm. 
Fire. I think that's when we got signed. 99, bro. So, so look, you know, I'm just humbled to be, this is literally a walking, living legend. All right. So I want to just get to how I meet him and what it does for me as he's going through these experiences. Mm. Right. So at this time, well, when you're on tour and you're, you're at the radio, you is 13. Or do you at one point think, yo, it's so many of us. Am I not going to make the cut? Am I the best in the group? Like, what are you feeling? Oh, completely the opposite of the best in the group. I was the youngest one. So I felt like, oh, I got to mm. go up against the, these people who's been doing this for years. Mm. I was always intimidated, always scared, always quiet. Oh, you see how I'm always open right now? I was not like that. Mm. I didn't have, I didn't speak for myself. I didn't speak up for myself. I, there was so many mistakes I made throughout the years and growing. And we got to remember, uh, the first record is called The Session. I was 15, but we didn't record that then. It was like two or three years before that. So when you hear me, I sound like a chipmunk on that. Mm. I'm, I'm like 12, 13 years old when we recorded The Session. Yo, but how do you have the boldness to be 12? What do you learn to be an artist, rap, and say, yo, I'm 12, I well, could... That was the thing in the hood. Everybody was either doing something hip-hop. Mm. And, and the best thing I could have done was rap. Got it. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, all right, I think I'm good at this. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that, and then Destroy started bringing me around and kept me around all these older dudes. Mm. So I'm like, right, I'm going to take a little piece of his style... I'm going to take some of his style, mm. and I'm going to take some of his style, his energy, his hypeness. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I'm and gonna I just... It, I'm going to put it in a blender. Yeah, yeah, this, and I'll mix everything smoothie. up. So I always, always stood out in that, that form of way. Yeah, so it was crazy like that. So give me, um, before I get... To, so so now I know you, at 12, you're recording. Yeah, we was big when recording. Does, when does... 11, 12 years old. Was, was, yeah, that's in, incredible. But yeah. here's my question. The way I met you is you literally kicked over a six foot one guy, bro. Yo, no, 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 no. He is. He is. We'll look it up. He's like, he's six feet. Diego's definitely taller than us. And he held the leg. (laughs) Had the phone, held the leg, and then brought it down. Nah. And walked out. And I'm like, that's my man. You heard? Yo, there was a bunch of accessories on the wall. And I said, yo, yo, Rob, I can kick yo right here. No, 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 no. no, no, He was like, you're bugging. He was like. You're going to knock everything down. I said, no. I can kick somebody in the face. And if I can tell you where I'm going to kick you, I can kick there. Listen to me <laughs> when I'm trying to t- think Yo, about. he was so bugging I was right bugged now. out. All right, but here's why. Because you can't read. Um, if you're watching the video, <laughs> as a matter of fact, let me do this now. If you have not liked or subscribed to this channel, yeah. do us a favor. This helps the people. Yeah, it gets to the like people. We loving what we do here by just having genuine conversation. And you need this. So if you wanted to come up on your YouTube more often, hit the like, hit subscribe, call your mother, call your mother, have her watch it with you so she can see what we're doing and subscribe to the damn thing. Real, I'm tired man. of this stuff. So look, here's what I want to know, right? Because he, he robbed me from a story. We're going to get to the story. After I see Swell do this, I instantly go, I really got a superhero in front of me. So we're working and the accessories are this close though, like... We're here, and he's pointing at a thing. In between it, there's a bunch of accessories. So I'm going, my man, that's impossible unless you got the leg. Remember um, Austin Powers with the <laughs> leg? <laughs> unless your leg is going to come like this, there's no way you're going to kick that and not hit all the accessories. And as I'm saying, he's like, I'm going to kick like this. And he kicked the shit. <laughs> 
and like tapped exactly where he said he was gonna hit and brought the leg down and then grabbed another fucking phone. It was like, <laughs> yo, who made this man, son? Incredible. So for me, it's when does martial arts come into play if you're doing music so early? And then uh, martial arts was actually a punishment. And I was always bad. Mm. Talk to me about that. So oh. when I didn't do what I was supposed to do, my father was like, I, you got to do this. You got to do that. Mm. And it was like, oh, I got to fight again. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why I was able to kick so high was because my father was teaching us everybody's a different size. And if you're going to knock somebody out and they, you know, not so close, you can't. With your fist, you're going to do it with your leg. Mm. So I was able to knock somebody out, whether they this close or this close. You know what I'm saying? So. No, you you robbing me from the story. I want to know the first time that you felt like I did something wrong and your dad, so your dad was in martial arts. What did he practice? Yeah, my father was like a secondary black belt in judo, I think. It was, I don't remember. I got to ask him. My uncle's a fifth degree black belt. And yeah, he's like, my whole family was like, like I grew up looking at my uncles and my dad sparring and going mm. to classes and doing all that, then going outside and Using it on my friends. <laughs> I knew I had a talent. I knew I had a talent when I was yeah. sparring with my friends and I did a, a spinning leg sweep and I kicked, I, I swept the kid off his feet onto mm. the ground and I was super young. I was like Figgy's age, like 10. Mm. And I was like, oh, I could do this. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, I could do this. <laughs> so we started with Taekwondo, then we got into Jiu Jitsu, was heavy with Jiu Jitsu, but there wasn't a lot of people to spar with Jiu Jitsu. People mm. didn't really know about Jiu Jitsu. So then I got into boxing and then. Everyone boxed in the hood. Like, mm-hmm. you would bring your gloves outside and box with everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so that was. So, look, as he brushes that off yeah. lightly, right? This is. Because, uh, uh, you know, it's story time. Uh, uh. So, I then get the no swell, right? And I'm like, yo, this dude. When you see I, me doing the nunchucks, that's when you wigged. Listen to me. Yes. The day I spoke to this man for three hours in front of my building and I came home. I was such in of like all state and like, how did this even happen? How does a man who, let's name drop, was on tour with Big Pun, who's been on tour with Busta Rhymes, who was Faramard's hype man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like travel the world. Like I go to Rocksteady and I'm walking with Swell and they're stopping Swell Swell from the Arsenal, yo, you changed my life. And I'm like, yo, this the dude. We go to Rocksteady, shout out to Joel Ortiz, and goes, yo, Swell. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> Who we is this? Little, we had a little buzz. He, like, yeah, he's yeah, known. We had a little buzz. And he Arsenal. works with me. You get what I'm saying? So I'm going the timing of, I believe the Bronx to come to the city, and I meet a guy who's changing the way that I could even see the world, right? Mm. Here's why I want to pivot. Swell's also been a person who's brought so much to me and so much negativity. Mm. It was like I would speak to Swell and I had to prepare myself mentally for the, hear me, the comeback he was going to give me, the negative comeback, because he had the right to think that. Traveled the world, they broke up, not here, he's working his, so I get it to some degree. But I'm going like, yo, bro, if you just looked at things a little different, I wonder what shit would look like for you, right? And I couldn't get that. It was so dark, negative. 
That's like, yo, we're gonna go to the beach. It's gonna rain that day. No, no, literally, no, 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 literally, like, that was him. We're gonna have fun now. Mm. Tell me how that changed. When did that change for you? Oh, what personal development, bro? Uh, you know, to tell you the truth, I didn't. There, I, re, I remember specifically a day that I said I can't make Rob look whack. Mm. And I was on a plane. And someone behind me, every time they got up, they would push the chair. And I'm, my head would go like that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, all right, cool. And then nigga did it again. I'm like, like the old swell, punch people in the face for less. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, it's facts. So I'm That's like, facts. this is the first event I'm going to. That Rob is doing. And if I do this, I'm going to make him look whack. Mm. And I'm like, because everybody knows Swell is Rob's man. Facts. So if I, if I lay this dude out right now, yo, your boy Swell's mm. wild, did it? Mm -hmm. And I was like, mm -hmm. I don't want that. And I remember that being the first time I say, maybe I can just be chill. Maybe I could just be chill. Mm. But the thought process was so bad. And I think, I think I went through a time in my life where, you know, all right, Rob literally saved my life. And this is not a metaphor. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not a metaphor. It's like, he really saved my life. And I don't even know if we want to even get into that. But we, we because of that, you took me to a spot called Landmark. Mm -hmm. So the way Landmark have you want you want to tell the Landmark story? Oh my God, he calls me. Rob calls me up and he's like, "Yo, I need you to meet me somewhere," and it's da da da. And I'm like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go home and change." He's like, "Nah, you coming straight over here?" Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Spot called Landmark. Don't worry about it." Yeah, I'm like, "Nah, nah, nah." He's like, "Yo, swell, come over here." Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I went, and he's not there. Rob is not there at this landmark thing. Mm. And I'm like, what is, what is this doing? All right, cool. He's not here. I'll wait for him. I'm looking at a table, and I see a bunch of names. I said, all right, I see his name. Actually, I see Sasha's name. I was like, as soon as I see Sasha and Rob, I'm good. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I speak to somebody. I was like, yo, my friend invited me here. I don't see my name. He was like, oh, you over there on that table. I'll go over there. I see all. Oh, I saw Swell. All right, picked it up. Boom. Put a tag in. It's about mad people there. It's mad crowded. And we go there. And this guy on stage starts talking about life and shit. Rob's still not there. <laughs> right. right. But he's right. like, yo, save me a seat. I got him a seat over here. And um, so he's like, yo, life this, life that, this, 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 and that. And I'm like, yo, what am I doing here? I'm, I'm so confused. So confused. People who I don't know, Rob comes in, he just smiles at me. <laughs> he sits down and smiles at me. The guy's talking. And he's talking about problems and struggles. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about none of this. I got my own shit. Mm -hmm. I got my own problems. Got my own struggles. And he said, if you're sitting here, that means the person who brought you loves you. He said, the person loves you. That's the only reason why you're here. And I'm like, mm. what, what's going on? And he said, I'm going to just let you know, 
off the bat, this is going to cost what? It was eight hundred dollars or something. I don't, I don't even remember. I, know I don't. It was money I didn't have. Right. And he was like, "Yo, if you want to do this, it's a three and a half day course from eight a.m. to eight p.m." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "What? Like, <laughs> right? No, right? No, right?" And and Rob said. Well, you don't know what you don't know. And I'm like, what does you don't know what you don't know mean? <laughs> I don't know what that means. What are you mm. talking about? Mm. He gave me this analogy, and, and I'll, I'll skip that. But he said, the one thing that I, I will never forget. He said, I don't care if you think you need change in your life. I'm telling you, you need change in your life. You said, I don't think you want change in your life, but you need change in your life. Mm. And I was like, you know what? This is my brother right here. I'm going to go do it. I don't know where I'm going to get the money from. I'm going to do it. Mm. Boom. I did this course. I'm like, I'm not going to make Rob look bad. I'm going to get there at 8 in the morning. I'm going to do whatever <laughs> I got to do. And I'm like, yeah, always trying to not make Rob look bad. <laughs> yo, what the <laughs> <laughs> Always trying to make uh, Rob not look bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I get to this place. Get If, if you late, you, you can't get in. You right, lost right. your money. Facts. If you don't go, you can't get your money Facts. back. It was just a loss. Mm-hmm. Once you, That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You, if you don't want to participate, who cares? You right. already paid. You ain't getting your money back. If mm-hmm. you don't get nothing out of this, who cares? Mm-hmm. You're not getting your money back. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, I'm going to get my money's worth, bro. I got to take off three days for this. Like, like I'm in my head, I'm like bugging right now. Right, 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 right. So right, I get there early. And he, they talk, they talking about all this life stuff. This is landmark is about life and healing and all types of shit that I don't care about. <laughs> right? So I'm like, yo, what the fuck? During each break, no breaks. I think we had, Sasha, what was it? A 15 minute break? <laughs> was there lunch? Was there lunch? I love to eat. There was no lunch. There was lunch? I don't remember lunch. I don't remember lunch. I'm stressed. In between, in between the breaks, the dude is on the stage is is giving us assignments to do during break. I'm like, I'm hungry. <laughs> I don't want to do homework. So check it, yo. On the, the on the first day, at the end of the day, he says, "Yo, tonight, now you got homework. Mm. You got homework to do." I'm like, what? I just spent the whole day here. Right, 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 right. Now I got to do homework. I, the homework was, you have to write a letter to someone who hurt you. Mm. You don't have to send it to them. But you have to express everything, how you feel, how they hurt you, what they did to you, everything. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, that's tough right there. Mm. Because everybody knows the relationship I've had with my moms has always been a love-hate relationship. And she's done so many things to hurt me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? As much as she loves me. She, I call her right now. I'm like, Ma, I need the shirt off your back. Hurry up. Give it to me. Boom. She got me. Mm. And that's the weirdest part. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I wrote a long-ass letter to my mom. How she hurt me. And I'm venting. And I'm just going off. I'm going off. I'm cursing in it. You did this. You did that. I'll never forgive you. And blah, blah, blah. I'm going off. Close the letter. Put it away. Gone. Never sent it. The next day, I go in, and boom, boom, boom. Uh, on our first break, he says, all right, the assignment is you got to call somebody and tell them how you feel. So I'm going to do some Pulp Fiction shit right now, Quentin Tarantino. I'm going to go back. A few months before Landmark, I'm online to get into a club 
And I'm like literally the next person in to get in on the line. And Rob calls me. He said, yo, I'm calling to tell you that you annoy me. Mm. And lately, I don't know if you noticed, but whenever you call me, I ignore you. Because every time I pick up the phone, you bring my energy down. Mm. That shit hurt. I was like, what are you talking about? Think I'm hype? I'm always like, fuck you. Mm, I remember that. I don't give a fuck. I'm me. But you my man. You you dubbing me? Like, you're ignoring my calls? Mm. Y'all went, I went into the club. Oh, to, to, to piggyback off that, he said, but I'm calling to tell you I'm sorry and I love you. And from here on out, I'm never going to ignore you. So if you want to call me with your negative shit, I'm here for you. But I'm like, what is this nigga talking about? <laughs> like, yo, what are you I talking about? That call, man. See, that's the thing. I was so bad that I didn't know that I was a dark negative person. I thought I was just a realist. Like, nigga, it's gonna rain that day we go to the beach. We're not having fun. So I'm in the club and I literally sat in a corner the whole night and cried. Boom, Quentin Tarantino, fast forward. Now, he says, you have to call someone who hurt you mm. on your break. I'm not crying, swell. Chill out. So he goes, this is it. You got to call somebody. And I'm like, I can't call Rob. Rob is busy. The only person I could call is my mom. And right now, we in a good place. We haven't fought in a long time. And then I thought about it. Every time my mom calls me, I ignore her. I'm just like my mom. Because whenever I pick up the phone, it's negative. She's saying something about some drama, some fight, something that I don't want to hear. And I am my mother. Whenever, whenever I avoid, I keep on copying. I end up copying, right? It's amazing. Go ahead. I'm listening. So I said, you know what? I'm going to call my mom. Mm. I really don't want to because we're in a good place and I'm just, and I'm not trying to go back into this place, landmark, with negative energy. I'm feeling good actually right now. Mm. When I called my mom, she's going off with her negative shit. And I, I didn't, usually I'm like, yo, chill with that. Like, yo, I don't, I'm not here for that. Like, like, we start arguing. Don't talk to me like that. And did it. I didn't do none of that. I just listened. And when she was done, I was like, all right, mom, I got to go. I got to go inside. I'm doing something, blah, blah, blah. She was like, all right, papi, I love you, da, da, da. Wait, hold on. You okay? Mm. And I'm like, yeah. I just called to tell you that I love you. And whenever you call me, I'm here for you. Mm. And she broke down. And she was like, yo, I'm sorry for the things I did and da 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 and I'm on this call like is this a breakthrough that's what landmark is about mm. having a breakthrough this life struggle thing is this a breakthrough that I'm having right now is this it yeah 
is this it? Mm. I hang up the phone and I go back inside. Now, mind you, I didn't care about this whole landmark thing. So I'm sitting in the back and there's maybe about 200 people there. Yeah, yeah, there's a big room. 250 people. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting in the back and there's three microphones, one, two, and one in the back. But now I'm hyped because every time we come back from break, the instructor's like, Picks three people to talk about a breakthrough. So now I'm hyped. I said, ooh, I can't wait to go inside. Ooh, you know me, I'm hyped. Ooh, I'm hyped. So the first person, he calls somebody. I'm like, damn. He calls another person. like, damn, there's only one. So I'm standing up. I'm like, he sees me. He's like, swell, go ahead, go. Right, I right, guess, right, I guess right, it's right, you. Because right, right. I'm like, now I'm telling my story. Like, you you felt my story right now, right? Yes. You yes, felt my story sure. right now, right? I tell that story, the same exact one. To the instructor and everybody that was in that room. Now, mind you, all their backs are towards me. The instructor said, cool. Where's the breakthrough? Mm. I was like, yo, did he just play me in front of everybody? Mm. Nah, you ain't going to disrespect me like that. Mm. Like, you don't even know me. At this point, I had no personal development. So you is not disrespecting me. Mm. And I was hype about something. Now you're making me not hype. Mm. I was like, well, you know. Problems with my mom, wrote the letter. It was just a coincidence that it was her, da-da-da. We ended up having a good conversation after. He's like, so where's the breakthrough? I said, all right, cool. And I walked away. He said, yo, swell. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get back. What are you doing? And I'm like, you said I didn't have a breakthrough. I thought I had a breakthrough. I guess I don't have a breakthrough. <laughs> right. I'm sitting down, it's all good. He was like, get back on the mic because I, I see there's something there. I see there's a fire inside you. There's a demon. There's something, there's something going on right now. And I'm like, nah, that's just me. I'm like, I'm whatever. I'm, that's who I am. Mm. I don't care about nothing. And he was like, yeah, I know. Yep, get on, get, get, get back. Get back. So he's telling me I didn't have a breakthrough. So I'm going back and forth with this dude. I'm like, yo, this, yo he's really disrespecting me in front of all these people. Mm. And he's like, so what struggles have you been through? I don't hear no breakthrough now. I was like, you had a conversation with your mom? Yeah, y'all had problems. I'm like, cool. And I'm like, prior to this, I never told nobody about what I'm about to say but Rob and maybe like two other people, Slope, you know? Mm-hmm. And I instantly flipped, forgetting I haven't told people that, this story. So I'm like, ah, you want to know my struggles? And now I'm like trying to be all hardcore. And I'm like, you want to know my struggles? I've been homeless all my life. My mom used to abuse me and I got molested when I was a kid. Slipped. Never told nobody. Now everybody had their backs towards me. It's like everybody's turned around. So now I'm on fire because he just embarrassed me. And he made me say something I never spoke about. And this dude got excited. He said, yes, yes. This is pick one, pick one, which one? You're homeless, mom, we're going to go to molestation. Yes, yes. We're going to talk about that. And I'm looking at this dude like, what? Like, what's going on right now? And he's like, we're going back and forth about this shit. Long story short, he says, it's your fault that you got molested. Mm. And I'm like, what? How? Mm. I'm 10 years old. How? Mm. How's my fault? Mm. He said, when you're that young and you get molested, you never grow up. Mm. You get bigger, but you never grow up. He says, I've been, that's why I 
give pounds. The way you do. You want to show me that you you can't do that to me. You can't hurt me. Mm. So you make sure every man knows they never going to do that to you again. That's why he's so aggressive. When I shook your hand, I knew there was something wrong with you. Mm. He says, when you're a kid, the world revolves around you. You spilled the milk, it's my fault. Your parents broke up, it must be my fault. So what happened was, I was outside at 10 years old by myself, sitting where I wasn't supposed to be sitting. A dude invited me inside for juice in the summertime. I wasn't even supposed to be there. That was my fault. I shouldn't have been there. I went inside and got molested. That little kid never left. So I've been holding that in. Mm. When he said that, like I started like tearing up and like breaking down and I started understanding where he was going. So now this whole macho thing just was out the window. Mm. So now he's talking to me, he's saying all this shit and I instantly started crying, right? So now I'm crying in front of all these people and I'm mad and embarrassed. And he screams at the crowd. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Help him. Mm. Pick him up. Mm. Get up, swell. Get up. Mm. Next thing you know, I hear a whole crowd. Come on, swell. Fight him. Beat him up. Mm. Kill him. You can do this, swell. And he starts walking through the crowd. He's walking through the crowd. And everybody's screaming, cheering me on. Like, And I'm just there like, down. He turns off his microphone. And he hugs me. And he said, that's a breakthrough. He said, I've been doing this. I've been doing this for over 20 years, and I haven't had a breakthrough like that. Thank you. You just made this seminar what it is. That was the real beginning of my personal development. Bro, the courage... First of all, I was in that room right now, bro. Bro, the courage to even... I didn't know we were going to go there. We went there. You delivered. There is so much we could speak on. Well, the reason why we went to Landmark, I'm going to let everybody know now, is because I actually tried to commit suicide. And that's the thing with mental health. Mm. I literally planned it out. I had it. And in my head, it was the best idea on the planet. It was the best idea. You couldn't, you couldn't tell me what I was about to do was wrong. Because I was going through so much. I knew that everything would be better if I just ended life. And I don't know where Slope was. I think I didn't call Slope. Because I knew he, he would be destroyed. But you called me for something. <laughs> it happened to be Rob. He called me. Right when I was about to do it. Had it all planned out. And Rob convinced me. Thanks. 
in the living room podcast where we learn, we laugh, and we heal. Subscribe to the channel. Stop playing. Yo, bro. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. I'm going to retire after this, bro.